Hi, everybody. You're really seeing this is totally spontaneous. Welcome to my house again. I'm Dennis Prager. Great to be with you. It's too bad you can't see Otto the Bulldog. He is right under the camera. And whenever I speak, he starts to snore. So if you hear snoring, it's not hopefully humans that are reacting to me. That that would uh, I would have to change my profession, obviously. Uh, but uh, he's he's adorable. They say that uh, dogs add uh, years to your life. Isn't that right? Don't they say that? That pets, especially dogs. So uh, that's an investment. Anyway, uh, there are how many days left to Barack Obama's uh, presidency? Uh, uh, it's, it's really eight days, I think it is. And uh, I'd like to reflect on that for a moment and then just open up to take uh, any question you have about anything in life, especially especially strategy for winning at hearts games but i don't know how many calls will come in on that or how many should calls that's really funny i'm thinking of my radio show anyway an all uh, sad seriousness when barack obama was elected in 2008 i announced on my radio show i did not vote for him but i did announce as soon as he was elected i said the next day on my radio show he is my president, and I wish him well. I want him to do well. And if, and I also said, if in fact a Democrat uh, had to win, then I'm happy that that Democrat it was black. I think it's a wonderful thing. Says a great thing about America. The first, this the first. Remember, this was the first country in history that uh, first non-black country to elect a black as its leader. It's, it's something that shouldn't be forgotten. And by the way, when people say racism elected Donald Trump, which is a grand lie, it's a huge lie, but it's said by so much of the media that they believe it and they believe what they, they believe their lies. It's, it's a, and that's more dangerous, by the way, than people who lie knowing they're lying. People who believe their lies, there's nothing you can do about it. Racism did not elect Donald Trump. 209 counties that went for Donald Trump had voted for Barack Obama in the last two elections. So what happened? They became racist in the last uh, couple of years. But if they, see, the problem is I'm talking facts, and the people who charge racism elected Donald Trump are talking emotion. And facts have no impact on emotions. If the human being thought rationally, we would have a much better world. <laughs> Got to take a puff on that one. I need a, I need my lighter. I need a lighter, guys. Talking too much and it went out. Uh, uh, very good. This is a very, very expensive lighter, by the way. Look at that beautiful flame, guys. You know, by the way, in all my happiness hour, I make clear, the more things that bring you joy in life, the happier you will be. And I, I really live that. This lighter brings me happiness. This brings me happiness. My bulldog brings me happiness. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a good thing to have a lot of things bring you joy in life. Anyway, that's what I said, and that's what I felt. And now, what do I believe? I believe that he has been the most destructive president in American history. The world is much worse as a result of him, and America is worse as a result of him. This brings me no joy. I am certain that this will be the verdict of history once history is no longer written by people uh, who have a, 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 an agenda. Uh, from the uh, oh has have I been heard the whole time or not 
Have I been? Because yes. this has been so far away. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's there's no doubt in my mind. We'll take foreign policy. The uh, he left Iraq, and whether you think we should have gone into Iraq or not is as relevant as your favorite color. That's not the issue. We were there. So the question is, do we stay or do we leave? Wherever America has stayed, wherever American troops have stayed, that country has prospered. Look at Germany. Look at Japan. Look at uh, South Korea. American troops have been there for half a century, and they are better places. They are freer. They are more affluent. They should, they should thank God for American troops. Not all of them do. Many of them do. Had America stayed in Iraq, ISIS would not have developed as it did, and it certainly would not have taken over large sections of Iraq. He pulled our troops out of Iraq. And he did it because of whatever ideology he follows. American troops just didn't belong there. It's what he said in his campaign. And he was good to his campaign pledge, and a lot of people have been tortured, raped, and murdered thanks to that pledge. Uh, North Korea is well on its way to intercontinental ballistic missiles that will, cap that will carry nuclear weapons. Uh, President-elect Trump will have to deal with the issue of their, sh of their testing an ICBM, and uh, in my opinion, he should shoot it down. Uh, this is, by the way, not just my opinion. Wall Street Journal editorial page, which is hardly a warmongering newspaper, uh, also feels that way. Uh, there is no alternative because the lunatics, the psychopaths who run uh, North Korea will use them and very possibly to attack Seattle, which would be the closest American uh, city uh, to uh, North Korea in that regard. So th th this, uh, let's see, so that's Iraq. Uh, uh, Iran has been given $150 billion as a reward uh, for uh, uh, making nuclear weapons in secret. That's basically what that deal was about. He never allowed it to be a treaty, therefore the Senate never had to pass on it. He did it as an executive agreement, which is really unconstitutional and certainly not honoring the American people or its representatives. It never would have passed the United States Senate had it been a treaty. Even most Democrats would not have voted for it. Uh, the Middle East uh, is, uh, what can I say? He says that he said that there would be a red line, his words, if the Syrian dictator Assad uh, would use uh, chemical or biological weapons. Well, he did, and guess what happened? Nothing. So what did the world learn? The world learned that Barack Obama has no red lines. You can do whatever you want. Russia wants to take over parts of Ukraine, annex Crimea, then they go about and do it. All of this talk about hard stuff on Russia is such nonsense. When this government, the, the, the Obama uh, administration, did not give any weapons to the Ukrainians uh, to even defend themselves. So you name the part of the world and then America abandoning Israel? Uh, in the way it did for the for, in the most dramatic fashion with an utterly uh, de-Judaizing resolution. I mean, this was like the Zionism is racism resolution that the General Assembly had passed many years ago. And the United States abstained, which is the same thing as voting for it. I mean, you, you, you name the part of the world, and it is worse thanks to Barack Obama. Uh, Cuba <laughs> recognizes the dictator of Cuba, 
and it benefits the Cuban people nothing. They are not one whit richer. They are not one whit freer as a result of this recognition. It was pointless. It was useless. It was worse than useless. It was a statement that America no longer stands for the liberty of the Cuban people. That's what it was. And this is just off the top of my head. I'm not reading from notes. This is just major stuff on the international scene. Domestically, this is the first president in the, in the history of the country not to have a th over a 3% growth rate in the economy all eight years of his administration. This is a country that has more tension between the races than at any time in my lifetime. And it is directly attributable to Barack Obama. And I'll give you one example. He mentions Ferguson all the time as if it's an example of police racism and brutality directed against blacks. But Ferguson was not that. The white officer was exonerated by a, by a court that in fact was composed by a jury composed of blacks, many of whom were black nationalists, blacks who don't like the police. But the facts were so obvious that the officer was defending his life against a man much bigger than him named Michael Brown. But he keeps saying Ferguson, Ferguson says the United States has racism in its DNA. Really? It's the least racist country in the history of mankind. That's what the President of the United States should have said. Instead, he has fomented anger at America among its black citizens. That's, that's what he has succeeded in doing. He has divided America, as, as people on the left always do, by race, gender, and, uh, and uh, uh, class. The rich, the rich, the rich, the whites, the whites, the whites, rich white males, white privilege, all, all of this propaganda. It's very sad. I wish I didn't say this. I told you why. I really hoped in the beginning, and I was very uh, public about it, that he would have a, a good tenure as president. I, I, I can't wait till he is no longer president, because he has been that destructive. But... He speaks well, not the content. He literally speaks well. I have analyzed about 20 of his speeches on my radio show, and uh, the, they, they are empty. I'll give you, one, I'll give you an example. Uh, in, in his farewell address that not much of the country paid attention to, uh, in his farewell address, he mentioned that the reason that Americans are opposed to illegal immigrants is because of their color, because they don't look like the most Americans. That's such an abominable charge. That's the reason Americans are against illegal immigration. And yet, five minutes later, five minutes later in his speech, he said, "Well, you know, Americans said the same things about uh, immigrants when they came from Scotland and from Ireland and from Poland, but they do look like whites because they are white." So if Americans said the same thing about white immigrants as they're saying about Latino immigrants, and it's only about illegal immigrants, it's not even fair to compare that way, then it has nothing to do with race. He literally contradicted himself in his own speech. But the, uh, but the president, like the rest of the left, racializes everything, which just foments anger and, and division. There were so many more blacks who were dead today because of this war on police. 
this 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 big re, this refrain that police uh, simply kill blacks wantonly. This is the uh, Barack uh, Obama legacy. It's it's all negative. Obamacare. You remember remember when he promised? Maybe some of you were too young, but if you're too young, that means you're like about ten years old. <laughs> so I don't expect you to remember from when you were two. But if you're over 10, uh, if you were over 10 then, in other words, if you're 18 or older now, you might remember that he kept saying, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your policy, you can keep your policy. But it's not true. People couldn't keep their policy, and they couldn't keep their doctor. It was just not true. It has hurt medical care in America. That is what it has done. And it's chaos. It's just chaos. Prices have gone up. Doctors have gotten less money while prices have gone up. So fewer people will enter medicine who want to enter medicine in the same way as in the past. A lot of people will enter it because they want part-time good work, which is what is happening in medical schools. So whatever he touched became worse. That's the legacy of Barack Obama. I say this with no joy whatsoever. I didn't say this about Bill Clinton. Nope. So the fact that he's a Democrat is not the reason I'm saying it. I repeat, I believe he has been the most damaging president in American history to the world and to America. So those are my thoughts at this moment. And now I'm going to take questions from you, okay, on whatever is on your mind from Noah. No. Is that from Noah? Is that right? Noah, do you know who you're named after? How many, this is a great question. Well, not everybody knows about Noah's Ark. The reason I was saying that is I'm wondering, because biblical illiteracy for the first time in American history is, is so great, I wonder if the average junior at any university in this country can, can name Cain and Abel, can define, can, can identify them. Anyway, Noah, do you believe it's appropriate for a president to call a news organization a pile of garbage as Donald Trump said yesterday about BuzzFeed, will this put a chilling effect on freedom of speech and freedom of the press? No, the question is, see, this is very important, this question. The question is not the question of appropriate. The question is, is it true? Truth is the most important of all macro values because the greatest evils come from lies. If the German people did not believe Jews were subhuman, there would never have been a Holocaust. If whites did not believe blacks were subhuman, there would never have been black slavery. Lies are the root of evil. So truth sets you free. It's another famous phrase, this one from the New Testament. Uh, and uh, the question is, is it true? Is BuzzFeed a pile of garbage? Yes, it is. That's the only question. It is a pile of garbage. What it did is despicable. And even many to their credit, at CNN and other places, have said how despicable it is. So had he not said pile of garbage, what should he have said about BuzzFeed? That it, that it, it pervade a grandiose lie and defamed the press? Would that have been better? That would have been the language of a more delicate president. He's not delicate. Do I wish he were more delicate? Yes, I do. But that's beside the point. That's my aesthetic desire. But BuzzFeed is a pile of garbage. 
Will that put a chilling effect on freedom of speech and freedom of the press? Of course not. It will put a chilling effect on being a pile of garbage. Next, Justin. How are we supposed to debate or have civilized discussions when each side claims that they have the correct information? Well, the issue of civilized discussion is independent of, 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 your, of your premise, that each side has, says it has the correct information. You could still be civil and think you have correct information. I mean, who speaks thinking they have incorrect information? So obviously, by definition, whoever differs from anyone else thinks they have correct information. Nobody says, you know, I really disagree with you because I have incorrect information. So uh, the civilized debate should take place whether or not you have correct information but are aware or unaware of whether it's correct. Uh, however, the, uh, the issue of correct information is a very important one. This is a real problem. Remember, truth is not a value. I'll, I'll give you a perfect, I'll give you a proof that truth doesn't matter to the left, which doesn't mean all leftists are liars or all rightists tell the truth. I'm talking about ideologies. The ideology of leftism does not venerate truth, and the left doesn't. I will give you a perfect example. Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut was, uh, was uh, questioning uh, Senator Jeff Sessions, the appointed, the man that Donald Trump has appointed to be Attorney General. He asked Senator Sessions to dissociate himself from the racist claim made, and he quoted a man, someone I know really well and admire, David Horowitz. He said, you know, you got an award from David Horowitz who said that, uh, let me get this, uh, the quote exactly, uh, there are, the reason there are so many uh, blacks in prison is that, uh, is it so many or very many? Does anybody remember something to that? Too many, that's it. He said, he, he, he said to Sessions, do you disavow this racist claim that made by David Horowitz, who gave you an award, Senator Sessions, who said too many blacks are in prison because too many blacks commit violent crime, crimes. Now, why would one disavow that? That's, that's the truth. That's the reason too many blacks are in prison. Right? The issue is truth. Talk about correct. You're not allowed to have correct information on the left. You're not allowed to express inc correct information if it, if it offends the ideology of the left. But truth is truth. I wrote a piece in, 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 in uh, the Wall Street Journal years ago when Hillary Clinton was, was said to be an anti-Semite. And as a Jew and an author of a book on anti-Semitism, I wrote an article in the Wall Street Journal defending her against the charge of anti-Semitism. That's how much I believe in truth. I can't stand Hillary Clinton. She's the most dishonest person to run for the presidency in American history. But truth is more important than my dislike of Hillary Clinton. For the left, truth is not more important than anything they stand for. Of course it's true that there were too many blacks in prison because too many blacks commit uh, violent crime. That's a fact. And he, and, but uh, the senator from Connecticut called it racist. From Colton, a student in Prager Force. Dennis, what is the single most important difference between the left and the right? 
single most important difference. Whoa. By the way, next week I will have out a tremendous handy-dandy guide. It will be published uh, on my syndicated column. A handy-dandy guide to left-right differences. The, the result of a lifetime of writing and talking and studying about this issue. It's worth memorizing. A single most important uh well off the top of my head uh is i would argue this that the right knows that human nature is not basically good and the left believes it is basically good and that is why the left blames crime on poverty and the right blames crime on the criminal it's a big difference there are many big differences but you asked for one Nick. Hi, Nick. Dennis, were you a liberal when you were young? If so, what made you become a conservative? Okay, so I am a New York-born Jew who went to Columbia. What do you think I was? On my birth certificate, it has gender male. In those days, people actually believed that there was such a thing as gender. And then right underneath it had uh, party affiliation Democrat. It, it's filled in for you when you're born into the circumstances I was born. So that's what I had just assumed. Uh, and by the way, here's the irony. I'm still a liberal, but I'm a conservative. I'm very conservative because I hold all the liberal views that I was taught as a child. But the left has taken over the term liberal and it's completely illiberal. Remember, leftism is antithetical to liberalism. Just look at what the left is doing at the university. That's not liberal. That's leftist. Liberalism believes in free speech. Leftism doesn't. So uh, I'll give you one more example. I was taught as a liberal that race doesn't matter, that the ideal in life is to be race blind. The only people who... Here's the irony. Do you know the, 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 the two biggest movements to say that race matters? Nazism and leftism. There is no other ideology that says race matters nearly as much as those two ideologies. Now, I'm not saying that the left is building concentration camps. I'm merely saying that in terms of the importance of race, that race is intrinsically significant, is a, is, was a Nazi belief and a leftist belief. Race is irrelevant. Race is immaterial. The color of your skin is as important as the color of your eyeballs. That's liberal and now conservative. So when did I change? Well, I realized that uh, the thing that really got me, and I was quite young when, this, when I realized, I was already a teenager. I hated communism because I hate evil. The animating impulse in my life is a hatred of, of evil and cruelty. And communism was the successor to Nazism, just like Islamism, not Islam, Islamism, belief that Sharia should dominate a society, is now violent Islamism is the successor to Nazism. So we went from communism to, uh, from Nazism to communism to Islamism. And uh, the left didn't fight communism. It, it, was, it was an amazing thing to see. They fought those who fought communism. So I realized, don't you hate evil? Why don't you hate evil? And the same thing now. Because what I just said about Islamism, they would say, oh, you're, you're a, uh, 
Islamophobe. Instead of saying, yeah, you're right. That's the evil of our day. Let's fight it. But they don't say that. It's not the evil of our day. The evil of our day for the left is carbon emissions and capitalism. So that's when it began. But domestically, I didn't realize that conservatives were right until Ronald Reagan. And he said one thing that was, for me, uh, absolutely uh, sufficient. And that was that uh, government is not the solution. It's the problem. That was a uh, that was a great revelation. One more, three more, Ariana Huffington. I think Ariana Huffington's calling in. Dennis, do you think it makes sense that many employers only hire people who have college degrees? Oh God, what a great question! Makes sense. It is among the most stupid and destructive ideas in our society. Okay, have I been, can I be any more direct? What exactly does it mean if you got a college degree? Today, unless it is in one of the natural sciences, obviously you know more biology if you've got a degree in biology. I understand that. So if you are running a biological, a biotech company, you will want someone with a degree in biology. That makes perfect sense where there is a narrowly focused need. If you are hiring Chinese translators, the guy or the woman had to have studied Chinese in college, I understand, or, or for that matter, independently. But otherwise, a college degree, unfortunately, now tells us nothing. In fact, if you have an advanced degree, I, I usually suspect that you don't think clearly. I hate to say that. There are people with PhDs who think clearly, but it is despite their PhD, not because of their PhD. John, Dennis, as it pertains to God being good, what about all the awful stuff God did in the Old Testament, like killing all the Egyptian firstborns and killing the rebellious child? How do you reconcile that with the claim that God is good? Well, God never killed the rebellious child, nor did anybody else. I'll take that one first. That, in fact, and I am just for your interest, I am feverishly working to end my 30-year teaching of the first five books of the Bible, known as the Torah, uh, to explain it. And th this is where all these Old Testament difficult uh, laws uh, appear. And I'll give you just an answer on that one. Then I can go to the firstborn. This was one of the great moral uh, advances in human history. In every culture, or virtually every culture, parents could kill their children. They had complete control of their children. 3,000 years ago, the uh, Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, the Torah, that's the first five books, said, no parent can kill a child. Take your child to a court, then the court can do that. But no court ever did it. Ever. There was not a recorded instance in ancient Jewish history, let alone later Jewish history, of this being done. What the Torah did then was brilliant. It took the ability to, to take your child's life away from parents, gave it to a court which would never do it. It was, it was actually an advance. As regards the uh, uh, killing of the firstborn, 
what am I going to say? Uh, God brings nine plagues on Pharaoh, who had tried to exterminate all Jewish males. That's, that's in the same story, after all. Remember, drown all of the uh, Jewish uh, babies that were born, the Israelite babies, in, in the Nile. So he had engaged in, in a quasi-genocide of, of the uh, Hebrew people with no more males. They're not going to survive. And uh, had uh, tortured and enslaved them for 400 years. The first nine plagues didn't work. And then finally, uh, God, uh, God did bring a, uh, a plague that killed the firstborn. Now, you may say, well, that's not right. It's not the firstborn's fault. It was not the fault of the Japanese children who died in Hiroshima. That's true. I mean, you can make these arguments about all warfare, as it were, that, uh, you know, they're innocents who die. That's true. But whose fault is it? Is it the Japanese imperialist, the imperialist fascist regime of Japan's fault? that uh, Hiroshima ever took place, or was it America's fault? By the way, see the Prague University video on Hiroshima. It's, uh, it, it will open your eyes. It is given by uh, a professor of history at Notre Dame who is also a Catholic priest, speaking about the morality of Hiroshima. Okay, last question. Dennis, do you have a favorite sport? Hmm. If so, who's your favorite team in that league? Also, are you an NFL fan? Are you excited about L.A. now having two teams? Okay, this may disappoint some of you. Uh, well, it may not. I don't know. I, forget that. Do I have a favorite sport? Cigars. No, no, no. It's, it's not really a sport. Do I have a favorite sport? Yes, hockey. I've always loved uh, hockey. It's, 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 you know why? It's relentlessly interesting. By the way, this I know will not go over well in, in America. Those of you watching in Europe will love it. I actually think soccer is exciting. I love team sports. I don't like, I am the opposite of most people. I don't like high-scoring games. A, a basket in basketball is, is, is until the last five minutes of the game, you know, when the score is 106 to 100. <laughs> you know... Look, I'm not knocking basketball. I'm just saying I don't find that quite as exciting as one nothing, 2-1, and their strategy and their passing and the goalie is great. I find that fascinating. And when it's on ice and they're moving at the speed they are, it's like an art form to me, hockey. So, yes, I have a favorite team. I live in L.A., so I'm a Kings fan. And uh, am I an NFL fan? Not particularly. I have nothing against it. It just never appealed that much to me. Am I excited about L.A. having two teams? I was excited when L.A. had no teams. It was better for traffic, and I just love the idea that I live in the one major city that doesn't have an NFL team. I had a sort of perverse pride in that fact. The truth is I actually feel bad for the people of San Diego, to be honest, because they're losing their team to L.A., which doesn't need a second team, but nevertheless. Look, that's, that's free enterprise. But to the best of my knowledge, it happened because the people of San Diego said we're not going to have taxes pay for a stadium for the Chargers. And by the way, I respect you folks in San Diego for voting that way. And I wish the owners could have found private capital to have made a stadium to keep the team with the very loyal people of San Diego who root for the Chargers. And that's it for today. Is that right, guys? 
Well, thanks. Hope to see you next week. Dennis Prager saying thank you and bye.